What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I hope you guys are having an amazing day. And first of all, I want to apologize for this podcast getting put up late because it is late Saturday night, but hopefully I can get this uploaded for you guys and my internet doesn't mess up. But I did want to say before we get started in this, this is the part four of Heston and I breaking down First John, and Heston and I are going to get together and record the rest of First John here pretty soon. So uh, this is for... I have probably one more episode with me and then whatever Heston and I record the next time. So with that being said, I'm probably going to do a big dump of First John here pretty soon. So there's going to be a lot of different episodes in the mix of that and you guys can just listen through them as much as you want and in any order that you want. But I would encourage you to start at the beginning because that's kind of how the book works. But uh, without further ado, I'll let you guys get into this episode, so enjoy. So I guess while you're writing that down, I'm going to go ahead and start in 18 and uh, read till 27. Uh, it's a, my heading says, Warning About Antichrist. And this one's kind of interesting. You it's know? very interesting. We go, from, we go from talking about proclaiming Jesus to how how we should live to a new commandment slash one that we already knew <laughs> to this is who I'm writing to to then you know we we need to be in this world but not of this world right to now we're talking about antichrist well the you know? spirit right. of the antichrist or right. spirits of yes. the antichrist this is going to be a stark mm-hmm. uh comparison between the spirit Mm-hmm. The Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, yep. Spirit of God, yep. you know, the third part of the Trinity, mm-hmm. versus what becomes the Spirit or Spirits of the Antichrist. Anything yeah. that goes against, anything that says Jesus was not the Son of God, he was not a real person, yep. he's not the way to salvation, Yep, forget him. That's, yep. that's the Spirit or Spirits of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Spirit overall being, you know, in unison, Spirits as in people who live their life with the idea and who pushed that agenda that Jesus is irrelevant. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're going to talk about it, but we'll probably talk about it more than that. Absolutely. No, no, I'm just saying to kind of as an introduction to this part, that's, that's a lot of it. And another thing too, that I just kind of caught and I wrote, I wrote revelations next to it with question marks, Right. but it kind of gives us a little bit of a glimpse of revelations, you Mm -hmm. know, and what is to come in the future. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Then we'll talk about it. Go for it. Um, Warning about Antichrist. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and ha- and already may such Antichrist have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged to us, otherwise they would have strayed or they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you his spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know, oh, I lost my place, because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son does not have the Father either, but anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. 
that is tongue twisting. Mm, <laughs> so, so you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship again. We've, we've talked about that with the son and with the father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life you promised us. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, so you do not need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie, so just as He taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Whoa. Woo, man. Yeah, I was getting twisted up there for a second. No, no, you're good. That's we got a lot, lot of fellowship in Christ and Father and Son and fellowship in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's all got meaning, okay? Absolutely. I'm, not, I'm, I'm joking about it to try to make it entertaining, but I mean, no, it, it's no, all got meaning. It does. It's Yes, it's, <laughs> it's redundant for a reason. Right, right, right. It's funny, your, your Bible puts that both of those together my actually breaks that up into two sections okay uh, the, talking about the last hour which mm-hmm. includes the antichrist and then it goes into remaining with god but mm-hmm. i'm glad i'm glad we got all of it out because yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in that oh yeah for sure so i don't want to jump too far ahead but i didn't really get a whole lot to talk about until 21 Oh, okay. So did you did you catch anything before that that you would maybe want to start off a conversation with before we jump to there well, and, you know, maybe that's just kind of going back to kind of our introduction to this section, maybe kind of covered most of that, you mm-hmm. know, just talking about that there there are, you know, spirits or, you know, people who are inhabiting the spirit, which is basically just the lack of the Holy Spirit in their life that reflects that of mm-hmm. the Antichrist. Right. You know, because, and not to dive too deep into this, but... There will be an antichrist, right? Big A, big yeah. C, a, yeah. a a person who has been deemed the antichrist. But what this is saying is that this is a foreshadowing of him. Mm-hmm. This is what he's going to be about. Yep, and it's everything against Christ. And and what has kind of been, or at least for me for a long time, was kind of a misunderstanding is that the antichrist was going to come and that was going to be the start of it. Mm-hmm. But what when we start to dive in and we start to read more. In the Bible, we start to understand that the moment Christ came and the moment he died and the moment he rose, that's when the spirit of Antichrist was born. Mm-hmm. Christ had to come for there to be an Antichrist. Exactly, yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's, that's so all true. Antichrist means. It's just, it's the opposite, mm-hmm. the exact stark opposite. So I don't want to dive into it too deep, Okay, but correct me if I'm wrong. The Antichrist does claim to be the Messiah. Yeah, that's the point. Which is weird. Because, and the reason why I say that is because he claims to be the Messiah, but he's against the Messiah. Does well, that make sense? The whole idea of being, acting as the Messiah, persona, or impersonating the Messiah, mm-hmm. is exactly opposite of what would be. That's like the most blatant opposition to Christ. Okay. No one could be the Messiah except the Messiah. And so to claim the Messiah is to be the complete opposite of what is the Messiah. Okay. Right? Yeah, is that is that kind of the the way kinda, I kind of I'm I'm trying to think of an example that I could word it a little differently, like maybe an analogy or something that right. I could say to help compare. But well, it, we're gonna get a, the world. I say we're the world, mm-hmm. so we know who the world is and what they stand for. They're gonna get a lot more religious mm-hmm. as we get closer, and that's right. gonna set the stage for the Messiah. It's, Which it's is on weird. purpose. It's it gets weird. Yeah, Christianity. 
and I'm going to put air quotes around that word, the whole idea. I, I like using religious better because it, I think it, but there's going to be a form of godliness mm. and a form of Christianity that's going to arise. But it's going to be fake. But it's going to be fake. It's mm-hmm. going to be completely fake. Mm-hmm. It's going to be built on cards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the whole idea that's to unify the world. Right. Just like, you see, the devil has nothing new. No. He, he's, he's patterning his whole reign on this earth after that of Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, and God. And so that's, what's funny and kind of just laughable about it. It's still serious because it still involves people's eternity and they're still being deceived. Right. That's what our battle's against, but it's just laughable from a a Christian perspective. Not that we're making fun of him or taking light of it. What I'm saying is that you, you see this whole pattern that he's, he's creating and you're like, like it's, it's too similar Mm -hmm. to not be like, that's so fake. Yeah. But it, it is going to happen. And so that's why, you know, he's, he's mistaken. Mm-hmm. You know, people, they won't know the truth. Right. You know, when we talked about that even um, in our study, you know, before about, you know, people are going to, people are getting deceived. Right. Thinking that it's one way, you know, Paul was talking about those who said Christ had already come back. That's, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. Mm. What's the, so I think I, I figured it out, but I need your help. What is... What's the word for you don't believe there's a God? Like you're an atheist? Atheist. Okay. What is the word for you believe in the devil, but you don't believe in God? Satanist. Well, I don't know that Satanists necessarily don't believe in God. I think they just worship Satan. But no. I see. I've never been to seminary, for. so I've not studied all these. Other well, me neither. Of, <laughs> of study, but yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of just things that I've encountered right. and heard from other folks. But right, right. So believe that. Well, I don't know. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was trying to give an analogy or an example, but I couldn't figure one out right off the top of my head. Well, but that's it's all right. We don't need to dive into it anyway because we'd be here all night if we did. But anyway, <laughs> so. I guess I'm going to just go ahead and jump right into 21 because that's what's next on my notes. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Uh, So what I got out of 21, I'll read it first, then we'll talk about it. Uh, It says, so I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. Mm -hmm. I just kind of, I didn't really get a whole lot out of it, but I find it interesting. Absolutely. You know, he's talking to believers and he's saying, hey. I'm writing all this stuff to you, not because you don't know what's going on, not because you, you don't know the truth, but you know the difference between right and wrong, and, and I'm just trying to spur you along and, and keep reminding you that, mm-hmm. hey, this is what's going on, and this is what's going to happen. So that's kind of what I got out of that. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think it points to getting further down into, into the the section here right before chapter three, where he's going to start talking about the, the power of the Holy spirit. Um, because yeah, you, the question arises, well, well, how do I, well, you know, because you do know mm-hmm. and be, you know, but how do you know? Right. And we're going to get to that. Right. Yeah. I think that's all I really got out of, out of about warning about antichrist. And, you know, like we were talking a minute ago, we could really go into it a whole lot deeper. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we're just hitting we're, high spots. Yeah, we're, we're not going to go into that today. If, if that's something else we want to talk about sometime, sure, we'll do it. But not right now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish out chapter two. 
and we'll finish this one out. So, living as children of God. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. So, what do you get out of that? Because I, you know, I hate to sit here and say, well, it, it says it there, it's self-explanatory. But, I mean, it really does. And there's not much more to explain or not much of a better way to say it in my mind. But what do you think? Well, so you're in verse 28. Yeah, 28 and 29. So, he's talking about when Christ comes back mm-hmm. the second time um, that we can be confident not to reword, not to reinvent the wheel or reword it per se, but I think it's just, it, it, we're going to have confidence right? In, in what, when he comes, we're not going to be like, man, I hope I'm good. You know, we're not thinking back to that story about, you know, the, the one getting up there and, and him being like, yeah, I never knew you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he's saying you can have confidence in this. You could, in other words, you could take this to the bank, right? Your eternal bank, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the currency that lasts forever. This right. is good. This is, you know, this is good for that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just the gist of it. As we get ready to go into, into talking about children real quick, real mm-hmm. quick. I yeah. don't want to back up. I was hoping you were going to hit it, but I think we missed it. It's fine. I didn't mean to jump forward, though. I no, wasn't trying no, to. No, you're I good. Just, you're good. I, I, you're good. I just, this is something that was super good and that really has hit me. And we touched on it earlier. That's kind of why I wanted to go back to it. Starting in going back to 27, right before 28, it kind of wraps up that whole idea talking about the Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit and, and its job, but then also combating the, the Antichrist or the, the Spirit of the Antichrist. And it says in 27, as for you, the anointing you received. So what's the anointing? It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit from him remains in you. Mm-hmm. And you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, oh, his anointing teaches you about all things and is true mm-hmm. and is not a lie. Yep. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. Yep. That's yep. super yep. important because we think we need to have pastors. We think we need to have you know, all these biblical teachers, we need somebody to interpret it for us. Oh, please, let me come Sunday and interpret it. Well, that's great. And while it gives other insight, and sometimes people need that that first exposure to then dive deeper. Right. Especially if you don't know Christ, you got to have right. somebody tell you, right? Exactly. You got to have you something to be, go off of. You got to be fed that milk. Remember? Exactly. We exactly. You that. have to be fed. Uh-huh. That said, you don't need anyone to teach you. And this is the first time I've really read that in the Bible where I'm like, you don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. All you need is this. We know that, mm-hmm. but I don't think we believe it. Right. And that, and so that's something that's really hit home for me is like, and it's actually, it's, it's made me get more devoted mm-hmm. and grow stronger in reading the raw word actively. Because right. right. I saw that because it's always been like, man, I need somebody to help me interpret this. Mm-hmm. Man, I need that commentary or man, I need to watch a video on this or man, I need to hear a sermon on this. While that's great for supplement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing takes away from the Spirit working in your heart, reading the Word. Yep. They go hand in hand. If Jesus is the Word, mm-hmm. and the Spirit is His Spirit living in us, yep. outside of His physical, then, you know, as the third part of the Trinity, then they go hand in hand. Yep. And, and speaking on that a little deeper, I guess, uh, 
That's like the number one thing that I noticed in my Bible study group whenever I started it last summer. Like a lot of the guys, I'm not trying to to dog on them or throw them under the bus or anything like that, but whenever you get there, you can tell who read the passages and who did, you know. Right. And and a lot of them, you know, they and I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but but some of but them But if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about you. <laughs> no. Uh but some of them, you know, they're the excuse that I heard a lot was, well, I just I don't know where to start. Don't know don't know what I'm reading. Don't understand it. That's the that. biggest thing. The biggest thing that. was understand. Yeah. And and you know, it, it kind of brings me back and I try to provide encouragement and not sit there and and just hammer on them, you know. Right. But you have to start somewhere, yeah. you know. Oh, absolutely. And and you don't just walk into the gym. And I've got some buddies that can relate to this, but you don't just walk into the gym and start lifting 170 pounds, you know. Right. That's just a random number that I came up with, but well, yeah. you don't just you walk don't come in, and, start... in and, and bench your max. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go in and you start to warm that up. You warm mm-hmm. that muscle up. And then you start building that muscle for the future. Right. And then you can start lifting more. That's the same way with your Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in and maybe you just read a verse. Mm-hmm. Maybe you read a word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of these words, you know, we can get a whole 30 minute talk out of just right. one word. Maybe you just do that and you start warming that muscle up. And eventually, as you start reading, things start sticking together mm-hmm. and, and you start getting the full picture. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said in the beginning, whenever we started talking, you know, we could read this, come back to it the next day. And you, you dive deeper into it. You get more out of it. And, and that's the encouragement that I try to provide is the fact that, guys, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just expect to go in and start benching your max. You got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And, and that, that is my encouragement to anybody is, you know, start somewhere. The more you read, the more that you're going to get out of it. Absolutely. And, and you're... You're not going to start off as as just understanding the whole thing, no. all Bible theology, like you got it all down. What kind you know? of God would you serve if you if you could figure him out exactly. the first time you read it, right? Exactly. You yeah. know, there's a lot of mystery there. And, you know, for me, talk to your point, like it took a resource like the yearly Bible. That is a great resource to get you yep. going because it's... There's a start and there's a finish. Yeah, it provides and, a starting point. Yeah, it, it you you read this mm-hmm. and it's not super long. You're not having to just sit down because like you start to read the Bible, it's like, well, where do I stop? Yep. You know, we have chapters and verses and books, but um, but this is just a little more palatable. So you mm-hmm. start there and then that that desire tends to grow. Yep. And then as you mature, you start to want to read more. Mm-hmm. You know, you, or you'll get in a story that does find you find interesting. Or a passage you find interesting, and then you 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 pull out the big book. Oh yeah, and you go to go to town, you know, reading on it. And so, to your, I, I had kind of an idea of, to go along with your your lifting. You know, you start to kind of once you do lift, you get in this lull of like doing the same old thing over and over again. You maybe you plateau, we call it plateau, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You hit that plateau. So then, what do you do? You start to come up with something. You change your yep. your routine up a little bit. Yep. That's the same way with like reading this over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll be honest, like there, there's a time I've not hit it yet, but there's a time reading a book for 30 days yeah. in a row that yeah. you're like this again. Yeah. But I'll tell you, <laughs> if you power through what it does is it actually forces you to look for something new. Yeah. Not that you're adding to it. I'm not saying you read into it. Right. I'm saying you Just honestly search, honestly seek, and you ask the, the Lord to open your eyes to something else. 
And that's when you take it to that next level. That's when yep. you move from milk to baby food to the crunchy stuff mm-hmm. to then mm-hmm. full on steak. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. I will, I will make note of that because mm-hmm. you're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're just changing your perspective is really what you're doing. I mean, like, like you said, you're changing your, the, the way you do things, you're changing your habits a little bit, but I mean, really in, in this sense, you're just changing your perspective on it because mm-hmm. th- the reason why I say that I don't get the same thing that you get out of it sometimes, just like you don't get the same thing that Absolutely. I get out of it sometimes. Therefore we have different perspectives. Right. So in a sense, you know, whenever you decide, okay, I've been reading this for 20 days and I'm still not getting anything out of it and I'm getting bored of it, but I got 10 more days to go. So <laughs> let me watch uh, a video on, a on somebody reading it. You know, you're changing your perspective because you're, you're not only going a different route, but you're getting a different opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, w- I will interject this one little uh-huh. thing. If you read the same passage now, assuming it's not Jesus wept over, over and over and over 20 right. days in a row, assuming it's a legitimate, you know, chunk of passage. Uh huh. If you go 20 days reading that and you don't get a single thing from it, there's a huge problem. Yeah. <laughs> and you should probably, actually, I would, I would say that's probably a good indication you don't have a relationship with the uh-huh, Lord, uh-huh. first of all. Second of all, it's a, real, it's, a, it's a sign that you're really far off if you yep. read the same thing. Now, if you're reading the genealogy of Jesus 20 <laughs> days in a row, you're, I mean, you might start to be like, oh, yeah, that guy, oh, I've, I've read his name before, you know, uh-huh. something like that. But I'm saying... It's going to be hard oh, yeah. to read 20 days in a row and not get something. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I feel like we kind of went down a rabbit hole a little bit from where, where we started. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we hit some good points. Absolutely. I mean, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it, it all can wrap back around to the fact that, you know, whenever we're reading in 27, I think it is mm-hmm. what it was, and, and where it says that the Holy Spirit lives within you, so you do not need anyone to teach you. You know, we, we can wrap that reading your Bible and everything else back around to the Absolutely. fact that that is how you teach yourself, mm-hmm. you know? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then, sorry. Then, no, so then getting good. back to your, your 28, 29 starting in, yeah, in yeah, chapter yeah. three. Uh, I read it, but did you get anything out of it other than the fact that it just kind of speaks for itself? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's go great. for it. I think. No. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Oh. As in, I think, I think it's good. Okay. Okay. I think you hit the high spot. Sounds good. You want to jump into chapter three then sure how how much you want me to read uh just however much okay I don't care. i'll just uh, start reading if we see something we'll stop okay uh starting in chapter three uh verse one see what great love the father has given us that we should be called god's children and we are <laughs> mm-hmm. not only are we called god's children but we actually are right the reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him Mm-hmm. That's kind of an interesting verse. We can come back to that because yeah, there's yeah, a little yeah. bit there, but um, or at least the the end of verse one is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But starting in verse two, dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We will know that when we when He appears, uh, we will be like Him because we will see Him as He is, and everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as He is pure. Everyone who commits sin practices lawlessness, and the sin and sin is lawlessness. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting yep. wording there. But yep, um, you know that he was revealed so that you might take so that he. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. You're there. good. You know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins, 
and there is no sin in him. Everyone who remains in him does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. Mm-hmm. I can stop there. Mm-hmm. So backing up to verse, well, the end of verse one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mine says, uh, the end of verse one, uh, God's children, sorry, but the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they do not know him. I see, I see. So what I pick up from that, I guess, is uh, the fact that, number one, we're all created in God's image, obviously, and God did create all of us. You know, he knitted us in our, our mother's womb. And at that point, you know, we are God's children. Whether or not we claim that title, though, is is different, you know. That's kind of what I'm understanding. Now, I could be a little off on that. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that we're all made in God's image, but I don't think that necessarily makes you a child of God. Okay. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, because and it, it's going to become a little bit more evident, I think, as we read down, um, read down in, in chapter 3, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that... To be a child of God means you're an heir, an heir like, you know, you think of kings and queens, an heir to the throne. Um, when we accept Christ, we become like his brother. We become a child of, of Christ. We, we gain that inheritance mm-hmm. of eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. And so, because of what, not because of what we did, but because of Jesus, we're, we're able to be adopted. Jesus was his right. full blood right. son, you know, and so now... You know, we're being the Bible says grafted in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're we're being adopted as, right. as, but given the same authority and the same inheritance as children of God, as Jesus does, which okay. is kind of interesting and a, and a weird dynamic. You don't want to get too prideful there and be like, "Well, I'm just like Jesus." That's not right. It's not what it's saying. It's just saying, "Hey, you're lucky that, mm-hmm. that God loved you so much He sent His only Son, right, <laughs> so that you could inherit eternal life." So. Was I running into the same situation that you were running into earlier with that other verse? Because the way I was reading it, and I think that I've I've recognized it now, as it says, the the recognize that we're God's children, is he talking about the people of this world, unbelievers, do not recognize that we as Christians, like me and you, Mm -hmm. are God's children because Mm -hmm. they don't know God? Yeah. Right. They don't, okay. They don't accept us as that. Okay. They don't see us as that. That's okay. It's like saying, like, it's if nobody. Okay. If I didn't know your dad, right, and I met you, how would I know? How would I know you're his kid? Right. 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 Or, or you say, "Well, I'm I'm his son." I'd you claim like, the title. Of... I'd be like, "Well, I don't know him, so I don't. Mm. I didn't know that." Yeah. 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 That's kind of how I'm thinking right. about it. I was reading it a different way then, because the way I read it, I understood. I guess that he was saying that all of us as a group of people, whether mm-hmm. you're an unbeliever or not, is a child of God. And I com- that completely went over my head because, I mean, it, it's the same situation that you were reading earlier and it just whew, right over your head. You well, know? you know, uh, going back 29, if you, if you know that he is righteous, you know this as well. Everyone who does what is right has been born of him. Uh-huh. Uh, see what great love the Father has given us that we should be called his children. Um, and we are his children. The reason the world does not know that, we, and I'm adding this in, the, world, the reason the world doesn't know we are his children is that the world doesn't know him or the uh-huh. Father. Dear friends, we are, this is certain verse two, dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not been yet revealed. Which this part's kind of getting interesting because he's talking about, 
He's saying right now on earth, you're being called child of God, but our role is going to change. And when he comes back, he's right. like, I don't really know what we're going to be like, but it's going to be, he's not had the revelation yet. Let's just yeah. put it that way of what it's going to be like. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, that's how you know this come before revelation because yep. he doesn't know, right. uh, you know, and so, uh, which yeah, I think that, is kind of funny. That foreshadows yes, the future. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe God's like, huh, he's interested in that. He doesn't uh-huh. know. Let's let him know, uh-huh. you know, um, but he talks about, and then, you know, it will be revealed. We know that when he appears, uh, we will be like him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we will see him as he is. Right. Um, you know, he's, he, he lived, he died and he ascended, mm-hmm. you know, he rose and then he ascended. And so we're going to live, we're going to die. And then someday we're going to be raised to life again. So that will be made the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I'm understanding. We'll be like him because, uh, we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So what he's saying and, and kind of how he wraps this up from what I understand is then he says, listen, we don't know what he's going to be like, but we're going to be like him. And if we're going to be like him, we need to be like him now. Right. So purify yourself like he's pure. So be like Jesus is what he's yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. We're his child. You know, we're the child of God. Let's be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand is that, that fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. And that, that just kind of answers my question and the fact that that just went over my head and I read it wrong. I mean, do you think, but do you think so? Do you think that's a a correct assumption or maybe not an assumption, but a a insight there? Do you think that's correct? Yeah, I think, I think you're correct. Cause I think you were totally nail on earlier. I just totally missed it. Well, that's what I did. I totally missed it. You know, I was reading it the completely wrong way. I, I basically switched up a word or added a word in there in my brain, but I didn't Uh read it. In the way that I read it, I thought he was talking about all of us as people and not all of us as Christians. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But jumping down to four, which is the first thing that I had really picked up on and put in my notes here. And this, it's, it's not tough to talk about, but it's definitely something that I think people struggle with. And I'm going to go ahead and read it. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that there's probably been a situation in my life where I've done something that is sin and thought of it as not sinning, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe at the time I didn't know that it was contrary to what the word said. You know, maybe I, maybe I just didn't have the knowledge yet, but uh, what I really got is all sin is contrary. There's not a single sin, you know, even the little tiniest white lie compared to something that the world blows up to like murder, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's, it's all an even plane to God, you know, we blow it up to be something bigger than a lie, but in God's eyes, it's not, it's all contrary. Mm-hmm. It all goes against God's word and there's not a single sin you know, I, I really think about a white lie, you know, a white lie is no different than a regular lie. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're just changing it just a little bit to where you don't have to tell the truth, mm-hmm. it's still a white lie and you're still lying, yeah. you know, therefore it's a sin. It's mm-hmm. contrary, but it, it's all contrary to God's law. I mean, what do you think about that? Absolutely. We're going to, we're going to really get into practice, what it means to practice mm-hmm. sin, mm-hmm. what it means, to, which practicing sin is the same as practicing lawlessness. That's exactly what it says. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's important to establish, yeah. you know, that, hey, anyone who practices anything contrary to what God said is sinning, and, and it's for sure that sin is against God. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think you, I think you nailed it. 
Well, guys, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And if you've made it this far, awesome. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode just as much as Heston and I did whenever we were recording it, because we absolutely loved going through First John and breaking it down and trying to find as much information and gain as much knowledge as we could from what John was trying to say. But uh, like I said, this is part four, and there's probably going to be a bunch more after this. And then after we finish First John, I'm not going to tell you guys what the next book is that we're jumping into, but it is in the New Testament. So if you guys enjoy this Bible breakdown, kind of the way that we're kind of doing this, then stay tuned and be ready for the next book that we're going to break into because it is absolutely awesome. So I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you guys next Saturday.